partnership you build lasts forever, right? It's not going to go away regardless of what company you, you belong and regardless of your past experience. If you build that trusting relationship, it's going to follow you. Welcome to SaaS Half Full, the only show serving B2B SaaS marketers. I'm Lindsay Groper, president at Blast Media, and as always, I will be your host and bartender today. Today, I am speaking with Helen Yu. Helen is the CEO and founder of Tygon Advisory. Tygon is a CXO as a service company, as well as consults on digital transformation for a number of different startup clients. Now, Helen, I have noticed, is a very sought-out speaker, presenter, panelist, and I knew I wanted to have her on the show. She recently penned a very personal article on uh, the new customer experience expectations of 2020, and so I approached her about being on our show. She has climbed the ranks of working within B2B SaaS for quite some time with companies that you've probably heard of, like Oracle and Adobe and Marketo, Um, so she is well-suited to advise companies on the topics that we're going to dive into today. So grab a drink, saddle up, and join me as I speak with Helen Yu on the new drivers of customer experience in 2020. What drink did you choose to share with me today? You know, it's a stargazer. I'm just opening up. You can hear it tastes really, really good. It was the passion fruit Moreta chili in there with uh, my favorite tart. It sounds delicious. It was a mix of passion fruit, hibiscus, lime. I am going with a tried and true Moscow mule, which I perfected my own recipe over uh, stay-at-home orders. So this has been a go-to favorite. I love that too. Yeah. Yes. Well, awesome. Well, thank you so much. We are going to talk today about the uh, customer experience demands that 2020 really has brought and how CX teams have been forced to pivot and to shift. But before we dive into all of that, I do want to give our listeners some background on what makes you tick, who you are. So if we can start with what is Tygon Advisory? You're the CEO of that company. What is it? Why does it exist? I started the Tygon Advisory three years ago with the intent to solve the startup growth disconnects challenges uh, through CXO as a service. If you think about startup, right, many of them are, you know, growing to a certain extent that they need to hire a C-suite executive, but they have limited funding. They can't afford having a full suite of C-suite executives. So the company, I started off just to give them option, right, flat fee service on a monthly basis. They can pick and choose the role. Uh, so you can swap in the CRO with a CCO or CMO from time to time without the burden of a full C-suite staff. However, we have evolved since then. We now offer managed security as a service, digital transformation as a service, as well as influencing marketing to Fortune 500 companies. So Taigong exists because it helps companies cure its growth disconnects with the ease of mind. One thing that stuck out to me in reading um, some other interviews that you have done is you talked about a a customer aha moment. That's a that's my word, not necessarily yours. Where customers said to you, and I quote: "When you choose a partner, it's not just to move forward during those times when the sun is shining, but it's also to be on the same side when adversity and challenges are coming." So expand on this for us. How has the customer experience pivoted in twenty twenty? 
It wasn't the praise that struck me. It was the truth of his statement. Right? Somehow, through all the difficult conversations, our companies had become true partners. Partners really support each other, no matter the challenge. I believe remarkable customer experience happen when people rise above the expected. You set aside what is important to you,、uh, really listen to the other person, right? And partnership grow when you show show that you're committed. This is a long game that too many companies miss. When I think about customer experience, the expectation are much higher than what short term perspective can satisfy. Because you have to say three or five or even ten months ahead, the customer experience has always been very important, with or without COVID. And while the new normal may require workflow changes, the customer may cut back their spending. Your strategic priority should remain in place. But you know, however, in 2020, most of customers' main concern about COVID are related to health and safety. So companies must keep their issues front of mind. Such concerns have led customers to rapidly change how they want to engage with the world, with safe、uh, and contactless operations a top priority. So it is very important for us or for any company to institute policies to safeguard their customers. What are some of those performance metrics that、uh, companies should be paying attention to or potentially benchmarking? Having a holistic view of your customer is really, really critical, right? When I think about the metrics, the first thing I would say: Do you really know the health of your customer? Meaning that you know why they invest in you, and then、uh, what are the use cases of that? Those are the, there's qualitative metrics. There's also quantitative set of metrics. Most companies really know the quantitative. Part of the metrics really, really well, right? For example, the NPS score, CSAT score. They also know the retention, renew percentage. They know all those really well. But there is also qualitative metrics where you got to really get really deeper into your customer, right? Knowing that the key moments as each of your team interact with them, one, you know, during those key moments, what their expectation for you, how you will add value. Through each of the interaction with them, then you really need to know, right? If you have a, let's say you have a thousand customers, among those thousand customers, how many of them are going through onboarding process with you? How many of them are going through adoption phase with you? If they're going through adoption phase with you, where are they at through their their adoption phase? I oftentimes we have a maturity curve, right? We talk about crawl, walk, run. You have to define what that means. Based on your solution, and then you map them under, put them under category. How do you then you de, de, you know really learn about how do you move a customer from a、uh, crawler to walker, and then how do you really move them from a walker to runner? Then you also need to understand among these thousand customers, how many of them have expansion, upsell, crosssell opportunities, and then you also need to understand how many of them are referenceable. So what I do, I call them customer room, right? If you look at these four rooms, your professional service team goes to the onboarding room to serve your customer when they're going through onboarding process. Your customer success team would go to the second room, which is called adoption, right? They are leading and managing that adoption success to drive ensure that the customer really is managed through their adoption phase. 
your sales team goes to the expansion room to focus on upsell, cross-sell, then your marketing team goes to the advocacy room to really uh, making sure that you turn these referenceable customer into uh, reusable assets, right? For you to leverage those success stories to go after new customers uh, leveraging the existing success. I recently interviewed someone regarding what I guess what we're now calling is the consumerization of of B2B. And when we look at the consumer brands to, to which we're loyal, we're loyal to them because we feel like it's personal, right? We feel an emotional connection. They're there when we need them. And it's just so interesting that that has taken so long to translate to B2B because ultimately you're still selling to a person and companies do fail to get that right. Do you have a like a good example of customer experience that you've seen since the onset of the, p- the pandemic? Like what companies or companies that you advise or not that are really getting it right right now? Oh yeah, absolutely. I love Starbucks. My number one is their mobile app because I can order through my mobile app and pick up my drink. And sometimes. I'm in a rush, I forgot my purse, but I always have my phone with me. So because of the mobile app, it doesn't matter. I can always pick up a drink if I need. I also love their uh, loyalty program. You know, you accumulate points and then when your birthday happens, they they give you a free drink. Really such a small thing, but it matters. Uh, and then also the consistent experience, right? Regardless of the location I visit, I travel around the globe. There's a Starbucks. The, the experience is consistent. And then last Saturday, and I went uh, for grocery shopping. The Starbucks app reminded me, right, as I was driving by a Starbucks, it reminded me that there's a Starbucks around me and encouraged me to stop by when I was really close by. So I find it really cool, right, because I was debating if I would stop by and then uh, to pick up a coffee. And that moment, that message popped up on my mobile phone. So that's, you know, you're talking about the convenience, right? Consistency and then timely and personalized experience. They win, right? Regardless of what they do. And so I think that applies to B2B as well, right? Even though this is B2C, but as you said earlier, at the end of the day, they serve the B2B2C, right? The consumer are the one that they're serving. So I think that uh, really applicable regardless of the company you work with, the customer experience, those four qualities remain important. You like that they reward loyalty. And that is absolutely something that should carry through in a B2B environment as well. And I would imagine specifically this year where hopefully teams were showing more grace than they typically would living in the gray more than they normally would where it's not a black or white scenario where customers are struggling and they might be making some asks that they normally wouldn't and know that they are being treated in a way where they're being rewarded for their loyalty. You were right on, Nancy, because customers feel loyalty, right? They talk about their experience with others. They feel understood, valued, and heard. They feel the joy of working with you or choosing you, buying your products or services, right? And you know they also investing their time with you. So there is definitely that emotional connection. And then you know the trust is so important as you build that. I, as a matter of fact, I worked for companies I left, and then my customers still reaching out to me, right? Even uh, now, the people, the company I work with, used to be my customer. So you know that. 
partnership you build lasts forever, right? It's not going to go away regardless of what company you, you belong and regardless of your past experience. If you build that trusting relationship, it's going to follow you. There's certainly no question that no matter what end you're on of buying or the selling, that this is a highly emotional time for everyone. How can SaaS companies help take the stress out of the customer buying process versus add to it? You know, the buying process is changing. Investment decisions are in flux. You got to really understand, right? In order to take the stress out of the buying process, you have to learn about uh, where the stress comes from. Is it really coming from strategic focus shift or from reduced budget or the concerns around safety? Or is it coming from reduced sales capacity, right? Take the time to listen to your customer and understand what the business outcome they need to drive and what the required capabilities are needed to achieve that outcome and then how you can help them better measure their success is so important. We can really help our customer really understand how we can help them connect our solution to their desired outcome with measurable, like measurable ROI, right? That really helps. And then connecting our customer with their peers in the industry to share some thoughts and best practices with each other also helps. For those customers under financial pressure, sometimes we can break the contract into smaller size or allow a six-month cancellation was appreciated right during this time. And then if your customer really needs to expand a footprint, uh, sometimes they struggle with budget approval. This is one building a business case with measurable outcome on behalf of your customer would take the stress out of their buying process. Something I've noticed is that uh, CX is certainly top of mind, but you find that there isn't clear ownership of it. I mean, it's owned in different departments. Who most often owns CX today? And ultimately, who do you think should? I get asked about that question many times uh, by the CEOs or uh, founders. I would say most would agree that customer success starts with our understanding of the customer. But the obvious answer is the customer success team. But really pinning the CX on one department is very limited and dangerous view, right? The customer really sees far more than what we show them. They see our value in one-on-one conversations. They learn about our mission through the causes we support. They experience our brand in the decisions our board of directors make or our executive team make. So if I look at the CX from various level of organization, Obviously, if you have a chief customer officer, the role of chief customer officer is to work with the leadership team in building the consistent behavior, decision-making, and company engagement that would really prove to, to the organization that leaders are united in their commitment to earn the right to customer-driven growth. And moving beyond that customer manifesto, and translate the commitment to actions that people understand and can emulate. And then at a board level, obviously, how many times have you heard that brands talk about being customer-centric? Well, only 70% of company boards do not have people with CX experience, according to a report from a dimension data. And so the board needs to really, at that level, start supporting the investment in CX 
the CEO, I would say, really need to practically manage the communication operations with all their direct reports on a daily basis and then communicate that with the entire team. So they own a piece of that. They own that division, obviously. And every single executive team owns, right? When the head of customer success learn anything or feedback from the customer, the buck does not stop there. The, the head of customer success should take that feedback to the product if it's related to product, right? That's how they prioritize the product roadmap. And then you should take the feedback to marketing team or sales team to really improve your overall customer experience. And so that's how I see that. I think the entire company uh, or everybody who interacts with the customer owns that experience. And then the chief customer officer obviously is the architect that unifies the entire company around that experience. And I like that advice around that it really shouldn't be put on or pigeonholed into one department, that it really needs buy-in across the entire organization. And I do feel like progressive and modern CEOs understand the importance of CX. That being said, that's not the case for all of them. What do you wish that more CEOs understood about their CX teams? I would say hiring a chief customer officer or implementing a customer success technology won't really solve the problem. You'd have to invest in building a culture of accountability around the customer experience. That's a top-down, company-wide, two to three years commitment. Taking an outside-in approach to really align your uh, commitment and investment with what matters to your customer will help you earn the right to growth. What I learned over the years is that everybody agrees customer experience is important, but you know the devils are in the details. Oftentimes, the CEO, they're really remote from the day-to-day execution. Where to start for them is really to hire experienced leader and then empower them and then building a culture of accountability around customer experience. I believe growth thrives at the intersection of tech and humanity. This intersection is where customer loyalty and love thrive. You know, Maya Angelo said, I've learned that people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. This holds true for our customers. That is absolutely one of my favorite quotes, and I have used that often with our our teams internally at Blast Media, so I, I absolutely love that one. As we end all of these shows, do you have a signature or a favorite toast to send us out? Yeah, absolutely. Here's a toast for health and growth and for having a full life with full being, not busy doing. I love it. I will certainly drink to that. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks to Helen for joining me on today's episode of SAS Half Full. If you'd like to try the cocktail that Helen so graciously joined me with today, the Stargazer, you can visit cocktailcourier.com and enter code SHF15 at checkout to get 15% off a cocktail kit. Guys, this is booze delivered to your door. It's beautiful, has all the accoutrements, and your clients also love it. Makes a fantastic client gift. Again, cocktailcourier.com and use SHF15 at checkout for 15% off your order. Until next time, guys, we'll speak to you soon. Bottoms up. 